Welcome to It's More Than Academic, where we will discuss the ways academics support our community, presented by Crusader Casting. I'm your host, Nancy Barkin, principal of Cardinal Gimmins High School. I am here today with Laura Ingerham. Laura is the chair of our English department. She's been Cardinal Gibbons for five years. She's been teaching for 27. We are twinsies in that way. Oh, I did not know that. You did. You did. Um, you and I are together. Uh, before we started recording today, I was asking Laura about her experience because I know that there had she had taught for 20 years, 22 years, excuse me. Correct. And then, after earning a master's degree in technology Te- communication, communications, yes. you went and worked for a company, and you were writing stuff. I was. Yes. I worked for a software company. Yeah. Um, it was kind of niche software. It was uh, mostly supply chain whole industry, so very specialized. And uh, I was a technical writer for them for two years. It was quite a different working environment. I enjoyed getting used to a different working environment. It was a whole new world at first. And uh, I learned so much about what um, what programmers do, uh, what software does, being able to write in a professional environment. Mm. And I learned a lot about professional communication, not just in the context of the work that I did and the writing that I did, but um, with other professionals in the same office. I learned what it is like to do work, writing work, a a whole new window into the process of getting students to write and then giving them feedback and and talking to them about how they are hitting the mark, how successful they're being in communicating in their writing. So it was very educational for me. So I actually asked you that question because what I wanted you to tell me was what did that experience leaving and coming back um, do for you when you actually came back? Because I figured you talked to me about how much you had missed teaching and the relationship with kids, which you still might talk about in a moment. But what I didn't recognize, and maybe you talked about this with me, with me when, when you and I talked that first time we met, is I didn't realize how much that experience changed you as an educator and how you provide feedback to kids because you were on the other side of it. It's so rare unless we're getting our master's or unless we're going back to school to get an advanced degree. And even then, while I was doing that, people weren't giving me the kind of feedback that affected my professional life. Yes. It was a grade and frankly, no one cares about the grades in your master's program. Yes. But this was your job, and you were getting paid to do it. Right. So you were similar to a kid. Yes. That's amazing. Very much so. And in the professional world, if you produce a piece of writing that doesn't hit the mark, you need to fix it. And um, one thing I learned is that the most productive way to tool your work into something that is you know, the desired product, is to actually have conversation with the person who's giving you feedback. And in, especially in a technologically, you know, focused environment, people are much more eager to communicate with you via email, via notes on your document, than to sit down and have a face-to-face conversation. As a matter of fact, usually it's considered a waste of their work time to actually have a conversation. So I learned to have these um, 
sort of surgical strike conversations where I had... <laughs> surgical strike. I had questions, very specific questions uh, that I had. You know, I, I brought these very specific questions to the person. I made sure that I never spent more than five minutes in their cube or office, um, took notes, didn't explain myself, but simply asked questions, got their feedback, took notes, and then made my changes. And I learned a lot about how conferencing works. And I learned that face-to-face conferencing is really the number one way to help students improve their writing. And when I have students come for conferences before or after school, or if I slate days in the, in the school week for them to talk with me about their writing, we make so much more progress in those conferences than we ever would if we were just exchanging notes on paper, uh-huh. or if I was making notes of the margins of their papers. Even when I do make those notes, which they want and expect, and I still do it, it's it's not enough. It's never enough. It's enough to start the conversation, but it's never enough to get the student where he or she wants to be in terms of making effective communication. Good segue, I think, is what are ways uh, your department is using technology in the classroom? Yes, that's, a, that's another way that... Um, I was changed by my work experience outside the classroom is that I became so much more comfortable with technology and knowledgeable about it. And so I feel really comfortable with the tools that we use and um, I actually enjoy it when people in my department find new tools for us to use. Um, We've been using Membean and Actively Learn for a long time and I've become quite familiar with both of those and I see them as valuable ways not just to get instruction done um, or grading done, which is super handy and teachers love that, but the data that we get from these tools is so important because we can see things like how much time students are spending um, practicing, for example, on Membean, how long are they spending reviewing their words. Uh, We can see how long a student has spent on a reading assignment and then look at their success on the questions that we've embedded into the text. We can also identify question types, and we can look at data about the types of questions that students are having difficulty with, and that can guide our instruction. That's really important, and I think it changes English instruction. I think people have a view of English instruction that it's, it's a very soft subject and can have a different interpretation. But these tools help us focus on the skills of reading. And that's where uh, we need to make sure that students are sharp. Because when they leave here and they go to college, much of what they need to learn, they're going to need to teach themselves. English does something to care for kids that... It makes me super proud. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, we're in a unique position as English teachers because we get to know students in a way that maybe other teachers don't have an opportunity to. When students write, they're sharing themselves with us. Writing is an intensely personal activity. And this is why it's so scary for kids, because you're putting a little piece of yourself on paper and handing it to somebody else and saying, what do you think? And when we read what they've written, they write about themselves and their experience 
and their window on the world. And that gives us a chance to see where they are, what their needs are, if they're okay, if they need support from us. And it gives us a chance to have conversations with them as a, as a part of what we do. It's our work. It isn't, it isn't just um, social. It right. is, it's part of what we're doing. So I think there's a connection there that happens as a result of that. And I think the people in my department are some of the best at connecting with students. If you walk down the hall... Uh, before and after school, you'll see kids hanging out in those classrooms, groups of them in, in that. And then kids come to us for writing help for things that are important to them. When they become seniors, they're all applying to colleges. I also have students coming to talk to me about applications for internships, for summer programs, for jobs. And you know, I, I write about them, and I, I have to get them to talk to me about themselves, share some things about themselves. They, they build resumes, and then you learn so much more about the student. Okay, so one final question. What are techniques your department members use to keep teaching fresh, not only just for students, but for you as educators? Yes, our, our department is, they're a very active group. Um, they pursue professional development outside of of Cardinal Gibbons walls. Um, they're members of the National Council of Teachers of English. They go to national conferences. We have uh, four uh, people in our department who teach advanced placement. We all go to advanced placement reader. I'm going back again this summer to read um, exam essays. And just as I told you before about Nicole, keep each other fresh. We kind of sharpen one another's skills. Another important thing we do to stay sharp is to collaborate, and I've tried to promote that as department chair, conversations between teachers who teach the same subjects or maybe teachers who teach in two consecutive years. We can hear from the ninth grade teachers what the 10th grade teachers need to know about this, the students coming up, and we can talk to the ninth grade teachers about where we start and, and where we want to take them in the 10th grade and so on. And, and these sorts of insights are really helpful. Uh, we have a great ninth grade team that really supports one another and exchanges ideas. We're getting ready to do a day of collaborative planning for the ninth grade curriculum. I'm really excited about that. I think the teachers are as well. Oh, think, I'm super excited that. I that that's some of the most important stuff we do. I think so as well. It's always something that, um, as the assistant principal of instruction, I've always encouraged departments, people, people who teach the same courses, take a day together. Come here. We'll get you sub. Take that time and potentially do something together. There's beautiful things that can come from that. Yes, um, absolutely. I am so grateful for you taking the time here to speak with me today, uh, sharing all about the stuff that's not only happening in English, but getting a little uh, insight into how you've evolved over time. So thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.